Welcome to Raw Talk Real Estate. We're your hosts. I'm Dylan Forrest. That's he Starkey. And we're on a mission to break down the misconceptions of what it means to work in the real estate industry by having raw and honest conversation. What's going on, Heath? It's going, man. Uh, we got some pretty controversial topics that we're going to dive into today. Um, so I think the first topic here is parents. Parents. Yeah. Parents in real estate is uh, something that a lot of people don't like to go together. So if you're a real estate agent, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can look at this topic and, you know, go about it. Um, I'm going to give you a kind of a, a situation and walk me through how you handle it. Okay. All right. So I'm a buyer, first time home buyer. I think a lot what my dad has to think, you know, I think that he's like Mr. Home Improvement, thinks he knows everything. I'm bringing him along with me to the showing. Typical. Right. So walk into the house my dad's right behind me what is your first what's your first thought that it's our first meet and you and you brought your dad yeah perfect let's go nice i mean you, you brought okay let, let's get into it so you you bring your parents for a reason right you trust their opinion uh a lot of it's first time home buyers have never done this before and they don't know you from anyone right you haven't established trust with them um but there's such a negative light shown on it um from agents because they're scared of what the dad might say and turn the buyer away from purchasing the house. And that's the worst mindset you can have. So you got to flip the script. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, is, is stroking the ego um, uh, with the parent. So for instance, a lot, like I said, a lot of agents like to shy away from it and kind of like block off the parents and don't get their opinion. But again, they're there because they want their parents' opinion. So add the parents, talk to the parents even a little bit more than the buyer. Um, I would say make sure that the parents go to every showing because if we, you know, kiss 10 toads and the, the 11th one, we find our prince, but they only came to 11th one and the parents didn't kiss those 10 toads with us, you know, they may knock that 11th one and not really understand the market. So that's the one thing I would say for sure is make sure they come to every single showing. But yeah, man, um, I see it all the time. I, we, we, I made a post on Facebook, um, just a poll that said, um, do you like when parents come to the showings? And before I posted it, I said, Heath, I guarantee that at least 80 to 90% of the people are going to say that they don't like when they come. And, um, it ended up being 85% said that they don't like when parents come. And that's just the worst way you can do it. Uh, one, we're in the customer service business we're in the referral business. And what better referral, if not only can you win your buyer, but you can also win the parents over. Right. right? And I think that that has came up so many times on the lending side itself, you know, I think one of my first deals I ever, I ever funded, um, we did a loan for this, this girl and she brought her dad along through the whole process. Dad ended up loving me and the agent through the whole entire process. Um, so not only did we get to sell and fund a home for her, but about six months later, her dad came around and bought an investment property, a fourplex, you know, $1.2 million. Yeah. So it all comes full circle, and I think that you have a great outlook on that situation. Exactly, bro. Yeah. Let me let me give you an example. So this this is what most agents do, and this is what you should not do. And, I mean, <clears throat> whatever most agents do, you should do the opposite because we have an 87% fail rate. So 87% of the realtors don't make it past their first year. Um, and I think a lot of it is just bad coaching, bad teaching. They don't understand. And mindset. Um, and the mindset, yeah. Like I said, we're in the customer service business. Like you need to go all out for your customer and your goal is to make a friend, make a sell, right? Turn that one person into two people. But if they're bringing their parents, you got two people right there. You turn those two to four and that's how it works. So here's what the bad agent does. The bad agent at the end of the showing, 
looks, walks through the house. The dad, the parents knocking it the entire time. It's the first house. 90% of the time, buyers don't buy the first house anyways. Um, but this is what a bad agent does. End of the showing, they kind of cut off. I've seen it done before. They'll kind of step not a, almost in front of the parents and look at the buyer directly and say, hey, what would you think of the house? And then they'll start talking. What does the buyer do every time? Looks to their parents. Yep. Because they want their opinion, right? And the bad agent, again, just kind of cuts them off. Like, oh, are you sure? And then gets annoyed when the dad's like, no, you're not buying this house. Because that's how it happens. It's, he's very direct, very stern. No, you're not buying this house. It's a piece of shit. Um, yada, yada, yada. So what you do instead, what the good agent does and the one that's capitalizing on his opportunities, um, is instead of looking directly at the buyer, you ask the parent, hey, dad, what do you think about this? And not only that, when he's walking through the house and he's like, man, he's like, you know, that, that HVAC system, that, that's old, that's going to be an issue. Instead of being like, oh, well, you know, it still works, so, you know, that's not really something that we can negotiate. It's the first house. Stroke the ego, like I said. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, that is old. Um, I'm with you there. Um, maybe the next house will have a newer one, or maybe that's something we can ask. Not really sure yet, but maybe something we can work with the seller a little bit for. But there, there's, it's just too, too much negative going on um, on the agent side as far as just blocking the parents out. But if you do it the right way, dude, like I said, now what you'll find is you do that like five, you know, three, four, five houses in a row. What you'll find and what's amazing is the sixth, seventh house, when you're at the end of the showing, instead of you looking at them, ask what they think, now the dad's going to be looking at you saying, hey, what do you think? Right? Yep. He, respects, you he respects your opinion. Um, right. I, think that, I think that when, when you're working with, you know, the younger generation, they do bring their parents along in the process. It's a lot different from when they bought their last house. Most of the time, probably at least 50% of the time, you know, they've been in their house 10, 15 years. The market was way different the last time they were in the market to buy a house. So you get to coach them on how the market has changed and what's going on in today's market. Um, and it goes on both sides, right? The real estate side and the lending side, because, you know, everybody remembers 08, 09. There's a lot, a lot of different lending practices uh, back in the day, and that's why 08 and 09 happened, right? So everything from the lending side to the real estate, you know, showing houses, it all plays into effect. And it's our, it's our job to coach them on how it's changed, what to do in this market, and how it's really going to be. And just being upfront and honest, like being uncut, right? Like It's our obligation, bro. Yep. It's our obligation. And it's not... When they when they say something like they don't understand the market, it's like you don't most again the bad agent eighty seven percent they'll say no actually or no you're wrong right that's the worst way you can do it because why you're basically calling him an idiot yeah. why why would you call their dad an idiot would you call him an idiot straight to his face no but when you do shit like that it's exactly what you're doing well, so the conversation is yeah I totally understand um I, I you know I I've been around for a while I understood that that happened then as well. But here's what's kind of changed, and can you see it this way, right? You're not, you're not automatically shutting him off saying, no, you're wrong, or that's not how it is anymore. Again, you're stroking his ego. You want him to, act, to seem like he's leading the conversation when really you're, you're, you're directing the cattle. You know, you know where it's going. Yeah, well, um, well, I mean, dads have always loved me, so. Really, dads have loved you? Dad, dad, dads love me. Dads or moms? Both. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Dads love Heath. So, <laughs> uh, man, that's just my personality. Man, I had to put that in there. Um, so I think that long story short, long story short, motherfuckers is do not shy away. Do not cut off the parents. Make them a part of the process every step of the way, and they're gonna love you. And you're gonna turn not only 
their 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 son, daughter, whoever's buying the house into referrals, but you're also now going to get the parents' business because they're going to see that you're real, um, you're different, you're uncommon than the rest of the industry, 87% of the industry. And now you got their business, and you know they obviously they've been around longer, so they're way more connected, and you got their business. Yeah. Stroke the ego, make them part of the process, and you'll be good to go. And let's go back to you know looking at it as a way to grow your database. I mean, growing a database in our industry is is the biggest thing you can possibly do. If you're if you're an agent or a mortgage lender and you're not keeping a database of every client and, and constantly marketing to that database, then you're losing out on about 50% of your annual business per year. Yeah, if not more. Right. So, yeah, I think about 80% about 80% of of most people's annual business comes from re- referrals. Right. And how do you get those referrals is keeping in touch with your past clients and, you know, providing the ultimate customer service, ultimate experience from yeah. A to Z. And if you're if you're past buyer, maybe you helped a client out a year ago, and their AC does go out, you want to be able to have that contact for them. Like, hey, my guy, you know, just get, give him a call. He'll be out there next week. Right. Like, you're providing value not only through, you know, a transaction that will take, you know, on average twenty to thirty days, but also years down the road. And then that's why they're going to call you back to buy their next house to sell. You know, yeah. for me to refinance. You know, so awesome, man. You're providing value, and we. Real quick, just one more thing on that is people are so focused on today's sell that they miss out. Yeah, you may you may try to close, like I said, on that first house. You may block out the the dad. You may be super aggressive, and you may sell that house, right? And you're winning today, all right? And I have to show six, seven more houses to get them under contract. But guess what? That fucking mom or dad, they hate you, Yeah. right? And you may be under contract, but that process is going to be awful. And then you think you're going to get any referrals out of that? No, not a chance. You're winning today. But I'm winning tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Yeah. And uh, dads love Heath. (laughs) So um, I think on the lending side, a very controversial topic when it comes to, you know, parents and how they they bought their last house and and they think that they know what's right to do and what's wrong to do is points, buying points down. Um, I had a client last week that called me and – I connected with this agent. Let's let's play stupid right here. Yeah. What are what are points? Points are so one point is one percent of the loan amount. So that's the cost that it, it will cost you is one percent of the loan amount to buy that rate down. Now how much it affects the rate just depends on the market. Changes every day. But say without without any points you're at a six point one two five. You know, with one point you might be able to get down to a five point eight seven five. You know, just rough numbers. But like that's kinda how points work and that's why they can be beneficial. Why would you buy a point down to get a lower rate? But when are you going to break even on that initial investment, right? So you got to walk your client through a lot of a lot of lenders will just add points onto the fee sheet and not even say a word about it, like yeah. just act like it's another fee, right? You have to make sure that whenever I talk points with a client, I always ask them how long are you going to be in that property, because they got you got to make sure that you know their return will be there. You know, yeah. If they're if they're gonna invest five thousand dollars, you know, say the loan amount's five hundred thousand, they're gonna spend five thousand dollars for one point to buy that loan da- to buy that rate down. Um, and if they're only gonna be in the house, you know, two years, they're yeah. never gonna break even on that initial sense. investment, right? So that I comes a, down to again, you care about your customers, but yeah. there is a lot of people, well, maybe majority that do not, and they're in it for yeah. the sale now once again. So. The, the conversation I have with clients is, you know, the rate is not going to affect your payment that much. Like going down an eighth of a point is is not going to get you the best deal. Um, 
A lot of people focus on that way too yeah, much. Yeah, they think it's the holy grail, bro. Right. It, it'll go up just like an eighth, and they think it's the end of the world, and they're not going to be able to buy a house. People want to find a deal, and a conversation I had just last week was, you know, this, this agent referred him over to me just because we're doing pre-underwrites, getting contracts under quicker, and we can provide them a little bit more, you know, a, a competitive edge to what they're doing. Um, so I had the first initial phone call I got on them, I was like, hey, who are you pre-approved with? They told me the local mortgage lender. I know the team very well. But – I asked them, you know, are you wanting to, to buy any points? Like, how long are you going to be planning on staying in this house? Uh, they said, usually about, we stay in a house about three to five years. That just, that gave me all the information I needed to know. And I was like, well, what's, what's the conversation you had with your last lender about points? Well, he gave me a whole bunch of different options. You know, two points, one and a half, 1.25. I'm like, I'm not going to charge you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you an option with more than one point. Because your break-even point on that, on that initial buy-down will be about 3.75 years. So if you can be in the house, you know, four to five years, then you'll get your return on that on that investment. So so what's the message to agents then? Educate your buyers. You know, that's that's important information that you have to know as an agent to be able to educate. Right. You're providing value. Or you know? or or what I think is one of the most important things that you can do as a new agent or an agent in general is you make a fucking fantastic relationship with a mortgage lender, which I did with my boy Heath over here, because he knows all this stuff, man. I can focus on my business. I do I do like to know that sort of thing as well, but when you have someone that you can truly trust with that side of things, I know he's going to be able to take care of them, and we have the best relationship. I mean, we're, we're best friends now, Yeah. Um, and we just met what july not even an open house yeah not even right? a year ago um so i think that's super important if you're if you're starting out definitely build relationships with lenders like there's 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 too much of an issue with again it's ego where realtors think that lenders should be reaching out to them and getting their business which yeah it, it, it kind of makes sense right but i i think the opposite and i said that to you the first time i met you I'm like, man, like, let me buy you lunch, right? <laughs> like, let me, because that's important to me. That's It's so You're important. different, bro. Having someone that you can truly trust that is going to take care of your, your clients from a, you know, that on that side that you don't really understand as an agent. Let him be the expert in his field. But, like, because we're like brothers now, like, he's the expert, so I'm the expert, right? Yep. And if you're a new agent, you know, tuning in, listening to this, watching it on whatever platform you're on, we're on all platforms here very soon. <laughs> this is a great episode. I mean, this is this will, this will be like paying for a course that you'd have to pay money for for free. You know, yeah. we're telling you our struggles, what we went through um, as, as new people in the industry, and now that we've got some time under our belt, we've overcame a lot of different scenarios. Um, and that's our main goal is to be able to share those and also yeah. teach people how to handle them the right way. Yeah, because Com yeah, I think that when we got in the business. First off, we got in the I got in the business at a Come very on. at a very weird time, yeah. right? Like, right when rates were the lowest they've ever been. You know, it, it was a crazy time to get into the industry, uh, but I've learned a lot through that. Um, yeah. I I just think that there's a lot of situations that newer agents just don't know how to handle. Right. Um, so what? I, I mean, totally agree, bro. And yeah, this this podcast uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this episode up. Um, Stay tuned, obviously, with, with anything new. There, there's going to be, 
you know, minor hiccups and we will get better as we go, but we definitely want to provide value to our marketplace. Um, we think we'll definitely be able to do this with this podcast, um, goals for the podcast in the future. We like to have guests on here, uh, whether they're other, other realtors, uh, lenders, we, um, home inspectors, um, attorneys, whatever it may be, anything that's in our industry, we'd like to get them on here. And maybe like a first time home buyer who's never bought a house before just to get like their perspective without knowing anything so we can smash those misconceptions. I think that would be a great episode. First time yeah. home buyer. Yeah. Um, so my brother's looking to buy a house right now, you know, in, in, a, in a very tough market. And he didn't really know what I did for a living, like the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Um, now he's getting kind of like a firsthand look, like I'm educating him through the process yeah. and it's opening his eyes, you know, to, to what to expect, yeah. you know, putting in offers in this market. Yeah. Um, so can I ask you, you know, what, no, the, the, <laughs> the low inventory in the market, dude, how are you combat like combating that? Is it just work harder? Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal It's here's the thing. If you actually look at the numbers is inventory low or is everything pending? Because really, if you go back to uh, before the pandemic, um, early 2020, 2019, and you look at it, yeah, there was a lot more houses on the market, but there was way less pendings. Now the issue is as soon as a house hits the market, it's pending that day. So there's less inventory, right, but pendings are way up. So there's still the same amount of houses on the market. They're just selling faster. So don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Yeah. And right now we have to do double the amount of work that we had to a year ago. And that's gonna weed. That's gonna weed out the weak ones, yep, bro. To do the same amount it's of business. A, this is an opportunity. Like you should be blessed that you're in this market right now because it's an opportunity to solidify you as the best fucking agent. Tough times produce tough motherfuckers. Yeah, this is it's right. such a great opportunity right now, and, and people see it the wrong way. And again, that's why 87 percent fail. You focus so much on the negatives of the market when if you focused on the positive of the markets and executed your daily schedule every single day, you win the day, you're gonna win. You're going to win. You, you got to take advantage. Like when people zig, you zag, right? Everyone zig and zag, yep. right? I Work think, harder. I think that we, if you're a new agent, a new, you know, a new loan officer looking to get in the industry, it's very easy to go with the most popular brokerage or the biggest bank. You know, you think that you're going to, that the, you think bigger means better. Um, in my situation, you know, in this market, we had to, we had to adjust like that. Yeah. Um, the bigger of an institution that you're with on the lending side, the harder it is to adjust and, and, and move with the market. Um, it's kind of like a boat, right? Like if you're trying to steer a cruise ship, it's a lot harder to steer a cruise ship than a speedboat, right? So like the smaller, I would say so. Yeah. So I think that it's huge to be able to be with a company that's able to help you shift with the market, um, on the, on the real estate side. How do you like? How do you feel about that? Because you you definitely have to be adjusting with the market. If you're stuck in old ways, old habits, you're never going to grow in this market. Yeah, you have to adjust with the market. But again, like, what is your daily schedule? Like, what are the critical tasks that you got to get done every day to move your business forward? Yeah, that's the thing, man. If as long as you're consistent every single day, you are you're you're moving with the market and, and not against the market, and you're just keeping a positive outlook. You're going to win. You know why? Because eighty seven percent of the people aren't doing that. Yep. What a fucking opportunity. And what an opportunity. I, I wake up every morning, and I know we've talked about it, but I wake up and I step on throats, right? Yeah. Like, I, I want to take food off of your table, and I, and, I don't, and I don't mean that literally, but, like, that is my mindset when I wake up, and it has to be in, in a market like this, man, yeah. because I want to win, right? Too, and it, it, you're in my way, bro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. You oh, know what I'm saying? That's the attitude that you like, got to have. Like, you got you to gotta understand that there's there, if you're a new agent or you're, or you're in the industry, whatever, 
that there's people like me that wake up every morning wanting to take food off of your table. It's not it's not a quick it's not a get rich quick scheme. You know, people look no. at real estate and they're like, Oh, I can close one deal and make a shit ton of money. Right. That's not what it's all about, man. You're gonna eat alive. Yep. Yes. So So all right, well, we're going to uh, wrap this thing up. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.